Lieutenant Joe Pangaro. I've been a cop for 27 years. I like to say I got a backstage pass to life. Well, guess what? I got some tickets for you. So come on in, pull up a chair, turn up that volume, and let's go. Chasing Justice is on. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Chasing Justice. I'm your host, Lieutenant Joe. And as you know, I love being here. I like being to, able to have a platform to speak, to, to speak my mind. And it's been tremendous being here with you every weekday at 3 o'clock. And we're going to keep that going for as long as we possibly can. So, you know, one of the things that we see with Chasing Justice is I, I talk about, you know, police stuff and justice in the other worlds and, and how things work together and, and, and the elections. And we talk about, you know, politics and everything. Well, something that's been missing from Chasing Justice, sorely missing for a long time, has been the fellas from the neighborhood. You know, the guys in the neighborhood. Uh, and they, they, you know, they've been away because of COVID. We couldn't get together and everybody's busy and we're trying to get back together. Well, today, today is the day. I got uh, two-thirds of the guys in the neighborhood with me. We have uh, Jim the Contrarian Giordano is with us today. Nice to be back, Jeff. And the man of faith himself. Bill I, Dallas. I, I echo that. I'm raring to go. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> also in our studio today, we have my father-in-law, Ted. And Ted is a big fan of America Out Loud, and uh, he listens to all the shows, and he says, hey, I want to see how the magic is made. So I said, you know what? Now you can see how the magic is made. So, fellas, I'm glad to have you back. This was always fun when we did this, and I, and I know it's uh, it's been a really a long time. I mean, let's let's look back. In March, they said, we're going to flatten the curve, right? How many days, Jim, were we going to flatten the curve? I don't remember. 15 was, days? Uh, yeah. 15 it, days. So that would have put us back uh, by March 30th, right? Did We didn't come back March 30th, did we? No, and that's why we haven't been here. We haven't been. And then June 30th, we weren't there. And then it was a year and a half, two years. So what's been going on with Jim? Who have you been contrary to? Well, fortunately, in my life, it, it didn't really matter much, except I spend I spend all my time at home. Now the COVID's over, but you're still kind of in the same rut, you know. Um, I I didn't like COVID that much, other than the fact that I was working from home, and I, that was the only benefit uh, f for me. But it was I felt like I was in lockdown. I felt. I was being abused um, with the whole mass situation was very difficult for me because I don't follow the rules. Especially and for a handsome guy like you to cover up your face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Yes. And uh, Big Bill, our man of faith, uh, how did you fare through all of this? I mean, you know, it was a long time. The one thing that, I, that really impacted me negatively was the fact that my daughter was going crazy with, she's crazy about the germs. And I couldn't see my grandkids as often because everybody's in lockdown, you know? And, and she was very strict about that, but I don't blame her. You know, she's, she's got two kids. One is, was at the time was only like three. And she's got to protect everybody. Uh, but you don't, do you th don't you think these younger people especially, they overreacted? I mean, did COVID affect the younger generation? As a matter of fact, now we're hearing the alternative, that the, the remedy, the vaccine, has a negative consequence associated with the younger generation. Mm -hmm. I myself, 
you know, for for the audience. As soon as I got that vaccine, my second dose, I ended up in the hospital with the exact same affliction that you read on the internet. You know, the heart um, affibrillation. Uh, my cardiologist said, oh, you, you know, your, your blood pressure's up. My whole life, I've always had low blood pressure. So I know it's just coincidence, but judging from what I'm reading and judging from a lot, I really think that the vaccine, there's a negative consequence associated with that vaccine that hasn't been reported to the American public. No, it hasn't. And we know that. That's one of the things that have happened here is, and in a previous show I was talking about this, you can always count on your doctor to tell you the truth. And no matter who else in the world, the doctor would say, you're fat, you got to lose weight. You know, you, you got to exercise more. You have to do this. Eat better food. Take these pills because you don't want to suffer consequences of whatever disease you're, you're dealing with. But when it came to this, you weren't allowed to ask certain questions and the doctor wasn't allowed to tell you certain information because the doctor boards would throw them out of hospitals. They couldn't work anymore if they talked about anything but the vaccine. Scary, Joe. And it's not only that, it's you see how the entire government has recently been weaponized even more. I mean, you look at the FBI, you look, now they're going to do with the IRS, the Department of Justice. It's a scary thing that this is happening in this country. So what do you think, Bill? You've been around the longest. Do you see this as a completely different America than ever was before? Oh, heck yeah. You, I mean, it's got... Um, different consequences. It has a different outcome. Uh, everything about this insidious disease is different. We've been told how to act, what to take, and that's, I mean, everybody got a flu shot because everybody trusted flu shots. But now, who trusts these vaccines when you're getting out one after another? You have three of the big pharmaceutical companies all competing to get the most bang for their bucks and it's just not and trusting it's a different vaccine as as well the old vaccine was the thing they you know it was an old virus they made kind of mute and then they put it in so your body reacted this is mrna it's genetic manipulation mm -hmm. that is what's even scarier i don't know if it's true but let me tell you something. The evidence that I'm seeing, this is empirical evidence. People I know who've had heart issues. I, there's something wrong with the, this whole system. Okay. And they're hiding it from us. Did they you, are. Did, let me ask you, did you get the shots? Yes, I did. Did you get the booster? No. Okay. And I'm I in the same not. boat. By the time I got both shots, I was totally convinced that getting anything more was detrimental it wasn't going to increase your chances on, uh, of staying healthy, but it, it just too many negative things impacted well, my decision. Let's take a look at this. If you were double boosted, triple boosted, did you still get COVID? You did. Uh, you know, Kathleen and I, we, 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 we held our ground. We tried to, we stayed locked down. We only went out when we had to, but we didn't do it. And when we got sick, we took ivermectin. And we were over it in a day, you know, which you couldn't even say. You know, that's horse tranquilizer or whatever it was, which is, is all BS. Yeah. That's a, a human. Uh, it's made for humans. It's also used by veterinarians. 
but it's made for humans. It won awards for what it's done for humans. It saved thousands and thousands of lives, but you couldn't talk about it. Now, Bill, you brought up a, a thought there about the three uh, big pharmaceutical companies. Well, this was since 2020. It's now 20, almost 2023 here. And let me ask you something. Where are all the other pharmaceutical companies with the regular, old-fashioned uh, types of vaccinations that they should have been working on since the day one? Where are all theirs? What progress? Have they done anything? Or was only those three and RMNA was the only one that they were letting happen? Where Where is... You know, Wasn't Pfizer the other one? I'm not sure if Pfizer was R mRNA. I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Yeah, I think J and J. J and J was the one that wasn't. Um, That's but, right. Yeah. J and J. But when you yes. look at the kids, young young men, uh, 25 years and younger, were getting myocarditis. That's what was happening to them. This isn't this mm -hmm. isn't a mystery. There really are real numbers of people who died uh, from the vaccines. Uh, Kathleen's cousin. Healthy guy, uh, two years younger than me, retires from the police department, doing his thing out there, gets his vaccinations, has a massive stroke. And the doctor says the only thing that would have brought this on would have been this vaccine. And he's seen it before, other people, you know. So it's scary, you know, what's out there. But the masking, let's talk about that. I heard a story the other day. Listen to this now. And my, my question is, do you think they're going to start pushing us back? Because... The people in power are still going to be in power going forward. And they said, wearing a mask helps fight racism. <laughs> because uh, kids can't see uh, these intrinsic differences in each other. And therefore, they treat everyone better and they'll grow up better. Do you think the mask protects us, Jim, from racism? Uh, first of all, that's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Um, now, they have an ulterior motive. The mask is their mechanism to control the population. And we all know what it's done for the education system, where our kids now are reading at levels well worse than, they, than four years ago. And mm -hmm. they just have some statistics that came out. So math grades are down by four points. Reading grades are down by six points. Don't get the numbers are, are not accurate. Right. I just the remember that the down the scores are way down from yes. where they should be, except in Florida where they kept the schools open. Exactly, Those kids are doing well. <laughs> um, the whole math thing. If it comes back, I'll be angry. I'll be a lot angrier this time. The first time you had to go along with it because we did not know what we were dealing with. Right, you're right. We didn't know. We trusted. I took the, the shot people. because I did not know what we were dealing with. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the, I, I fell victim to the fear, especially because of my age. Uh, I'm not, I don't even trust the amount of people our age that have died because of the COVID. I don't even trust that statistic anymore. Was it the flu? Because the flu numbers went way down. Right, the flu disappeared for two years. Yeah. There was no flu. Exactly, and they just attributed it to COVID. Right. Um, so... I don't, there was something there. Um, and you know as well as I do that I got COVID after getting the two shots and I had long-term COVID. I coughed for two months. Joe and, and Kathy, who did not take the shot, they took the, uh, because I gave it to them. He gave it to me. He walked in my house and he lip-locked my wife and he lip-locked me and he says, I got COVID, now you're going to get it. So I ended up with the COVID. But the, I See how that ivermectin worked for you. <laughs> right. Uh, so th that's my point with all of this is that we, we could see this come back because have we been 
uh, acclimated now to wear a mask, stay in your house, don't go to work. You said you liked working from home. For the first time in 45-something years that I've been working, I commented to Kathy, after a year of working from home, and I went into the office once in a while, but very rare, like once a month I went in the office, and the rest I was working from home. I said to her, you know, um, now that the world's opened back up again, and I'm going out every week, I'm working, I'm flying all around, I'm doing stuff. I said, from first time in 45 years of my working life, I got to be home during like a Tuesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I got very comfortable with it. It was very nice. I could go and have my breakfast in my living room. I could have coffee on my porch. I kind of liked it. And I'm like, am I sliding into that, that it was easy? What do you think, Bill? What say you? Well, <laughs> I, I can't say too much about that because I retired. Doggone it. I retired before COVID hit. So I <laughs> <laughs> you could have stayed home for two years and worked. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, it was uh, probably about six months after I retired. And everybody's staying home now. And so am I. So what's retirement to me? Yeah. It's missing out on staying home? Well, you know, <laughs> the fallacy is, you know, you are harder sometimes when you stay at home. Well, but did. you're not tied to a clock. Yes. That is what's key to me. It gives me my freedom. Okay, if I work and I get my something done, can I go play golf on Friday afternoon because everybody wants to play golf? Yeah, if I get everything done, I can Plus do that. Plus, you don't have to iron your shirts. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> and you know what I found, too, is that I, we did work more here. We definitely worked more that we were home. We would start, like, I, I usually start at 8.30. You know, we get up, we have coffee, we get ready. And 8.30, and then I work till 5.30. And then sometimes I'll get back on the computer and work a little bit more. I work on weekends. And, and I was doing more than I ever did before, but it was very comfortable doing it in my own home. Doing it in my own home. The paychecks kept coming in. Uh, if I had to go somewhere, I did, but for the most part, it was uh, it was comfortable. We had you know the first couple of weeks wasn't that cool. Everybody's doing fire pits and doing videos. We're home, you know. It, it gave everybody a break from the world, but it went on for too long. And now we see we can't get workers. People don't want to go back to work. Is that going to continue? But that that's that entire scenario is because of the the the, the thing that Biden did by giving people extra money, giving them higher... Uh, uh, unemployment, extended employment. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so there was no reason. You can't blame My that own. totally on Biden, though. I mean, Trump was... But Trump got fooled by, like the rest of us. Because we didn't yeah. know what this thing was. Yeah. But I, I know people in my own family who said, I'm making more on unemployment. Why should I go back to work? Right. You know, and, and that was true. Lots of people did. Yeah, and, that's and it, that, that, that that they're taking away the the old work ethic. That's a conditioning as well, that. isn't it? You're conditioning yeah. people to get a government check and not that's, go to work. That's, that's yeah, but that's what what what's that what is that going to do for your future? That's right. face it, a lot of these kids nowadays they have a different mindset, and I don't disagree with it in in total. Work is not. Their focus in life, you know, it's it's a job. The problem with their with the failing to see is, unfortunately, yeah, you have to work to make money, and then all of a sudden, taxes, dogs, vet bills. I just got hit with eleven hundred dollar vet bill. I Our mean, payments. And how does how does a, a young person nowadays, with the cost of um, 
food. everything, food. And, and let's not forget um, inflation and interest rates. Right. How do you even buy a house nowadays? Well, I remember back in the day when I had a job and I was short on money. You know what I did? I either worked more hours or I got another job. Exactly. And these kids today, don't they don't do that. And, and they've been told, you don't have to do that. That's not right. You know, uh, they're, 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 I don't know, I don't want to say they're entitled, but, you know, they get a, uh, they get a degree in basket weaving and they expect to, you know, hold out for a management position and, and be, make $100,000. In, in my day, 1970s, when we went to college, everybody, and college was a lot cheaper, um, comparatively, oh, yeah. than it oh, is yeah. today. Everybody was working, other than the lucky few like myself, when my father paid the bill. Um, and then I would have to sponge off my friends who were working, who were bartenders, where they'd give me free drinks. <laughs> um, but nowadays, that doesn't happen. No. Did the college kids come home and get a job at the restaurant like I, like I did? I, got, I was a busboy, a waiter, and I was a lifeguard. I did that all summer long. Now they collect unemployment. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, you know, you're right. And, and I give a, a kudos to my kids. Every one of them came home and they knew that work was important in our family. They saw me as a cop and I had a landscape business on the side. So I cut grass all morning and I went to work all day or the other way around. They understood the hard work of their mother, that she ran this house. She did beautiful things for them. And when we needed money, she went to work on top of it and worked a night shift to do something. Right. So my kids came home and they got a summer job. They got a summer job to make money. They're spending money when they went back to college. We made them take some loans, so they had some skin in the game. Not a lot, but enough that they had to bite into this. But then all that money that they made in the summer, we let them keep that. That's your spending money when you go back to college, right? All right, Joe. Why don't you just let them get a bigger loan so the government can pay it off? You don't know how that infuriates people like me mm -hmm. who spent a lot of money sending my kids to school. Um, especially when my son could have been had a total freebie at Annapolis, and he said, I can't wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. But um, it was in. It was in. It's amazing. But in any event, I made sure that they, even though they had skin in the game, that they had a debt that was reasonable. I also made sure they had degrees that were effective. Right. Uh, not basket weaving like, like you indicated. Well, you know how offensive that is to me when I paid to have my children go to school that I could have put toward my retirement and I could have retired much earlier. And now all of a sudden Biden just gives these kids a well, free, free pass. The yeah. Supreme Court just said, uh, or was the Supreme Court, said, who, who was it? Which court? The district court said, no, you can't do that because the president can't just spend money. That's uh, the House of Representatives runs the purse strings. This was in Texas, and, right? And they come out and said, you can't do it, Mr. President. That's not your thing. And, of course, they're appealing it because the rules don't really count. The Constitution only counts when you have courts that will agree that the Constitution counts. And if you've got people who have a political mind to say, yeah, we can overlook that. We can change the voting rules. And it's okay. We're not even going to look at the case. Uh, we'll, we'll rule later on. Two years later, we'll say, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, that was illegal. But... You did it. Don't do it again. In Pennsylvania, with, with these recent elections, we saw that there was the person in charge of the elections. And the court said, you cannot count certain ballots that don't have all the information on it. You will not count them. And she came out and said, we're going to count them anyway. Now, 
how do you, how do you, doesn't it put you in a constitutional crisis? Where is the sergeant at arms, I guess, for the, for the Supreme Court to go, you're in contempt and have her locked up and go to trial? It doesn't happen. If you don't have an executive branch that will uphold that law, which we know now, and it's been shown that the Department of Justice and the FBI, they pick and choose which laws they're going to enforce, and then they, they manipulate the laws to enforce um, a political objective onto the American people. And it's sad. It's the scariest thing I've seen in my entire life in this country. My mother would be turning over in her grave. Well, Jim, your word scary is correct because you have no power over it. You know, talk about Back in the day, they'd say, you put up a fence and they, they, they came around and said, the fence is too tall, take it down. You had no choice, take it down, right? Or they would rip it off your property and they would give you a fine. You can't fight City Hall. When it comes to the Department of Justice, when it comes to the federal government, you know how much it costs to go to go against them in court? You know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars you need for a lawyer? Can you do that? No, you just go in and beg for forgiveness. That's why most federal charges, when people go into court, they either work it out, they work out a deal, and they plead guilty, and then they take whatever deal they can get. But it's, it's very few people that can actually fight back. Do you have a couple well, hundred thousand dollars? Isn't their job in our day... The FBI came to the rescue. When local government, state government, when they didn't do the right thing, you know, you look back in the 1960s when the whole segregation issue where the, the people down there, they didn't care. They sent the Department of Justice in there. They sent the FBI, the federal people in there to enforce the law. To do the right thing. Now, now it's the exact opposite. Right. Now, what happens, now that we know that the Senate isn't going to go anywhere, that it's going to maintain someday. Somebody's going to, they're going to have power, the power's going to stay the same. It's been that There's way. still hope, that there's, that there's still hope. I mean, we, we see the, the, the statistics, the polls. Yeah. Um, but okay, still so hoping. if things go the way that they think they're going to go, what are those... Uh, 87,000 IRS agents going to be doing? There's only so many billionaires in the world to investigate. Uh, you don't need 87,000. I know what but they're the going to be is, doing. They've got free reign to do whatever yes. they want. And they can come after you and me Remember and what not they did? even have a good reason. Right. Remember what they did in the Obama administration? I think it was Obama when they went after the Tea Party. Yes. <clears throat> and that will always... I always was so offended by that. Um, not only did they sick the IRS on, you know, conservative-leaning groups, and the, mm-hmm. there's denied nothing permits, wrong with the Tea denied, Party. denied all kinds of benefits that they should have had as a citizen po- applying for things. Right, absolutely. They sicked OSHA on them. Right. They sicked EPA, EPA on them. I mean, this is weaponization of our government against the people. That is what you see. <coughs> Bless you. That Sorry is what you that. see it's not COVID. in Soviet Russia. That, now, that was my see. next question. Where do we see this kind of behavior around the world where the people are afraid of their government? Now, if you speak up too loud, if you speak up too loud, that eye of government will look at you and you don't know what's going to happen to you because you can't fight them. They show up at your house and say, were you at a school board meeting? Did you, did you raise your voice at the school board and tell them you're not going to stand for this? This is the FBI. Just the accusation yeah. is worse. I mean, to me, it's a life-changing... Imagine if I had to defend myself in court, like 
General Flynn did. Uh, like a lot of these Trump so guys have, who have the money to do it and have the lawyers. What about the little guy? Well, what about, that could kill me. What about all the parents who are now being called domestic terrorists because they're speaking up at school board meetings? Because they don't like what's being taught. Right. Now, it, 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 I say simple as this. Uh, when I'm looking at that, I'm going, these things should all come down to as close to your home as possible. Home rule, you vote for what you want, your school board should reflect you. Now, I don't know who voted for, for all these school boards that all of a sudden have gone off the rails with all this crazy social stuff, as opposed to reading, writing, and arithmetic. When our kids are failing tests, we're, we're not the highest in the world, and our kids should be the highest in the world on educational stuff. We're not. Instead, we're teaching all this other stuff that there may be some value to some of it, but the reality is, why is that the, the concern? Who voted for these people that go in there now and, too bad, your kids are going to learn this? And, and why do we have to find books about critical race theory on the uh, school's uh, bookshelves when nobody sent that information home saying, hey, this is what we're going to be doing? And the type of sexual things that they're teaching in school, and now they're, they're, they're talking about <clears throat> um, kindergartners right. having uh, uh, education in certain sex things. Right. Well, here, Bill, here, here's the it's answer. It's sick. It's sick. When you get children at the youngest possible age, yeah. and you start to tell them, eight hours a day, what's right and what's wrong, what they should believe and not believe, how bad their parents are, how bad their history is. When you do that every single day, starting at kindergarten, by the time they come out of school, they are the next generation of radicals. And that's my question. Is this, is the generation that was born five years ago, they're kindergartners today, are they going to know the America that we know? The answer is no. Many, many times I've said this, on this program that we have lost our moral compass we can't we can't move forward until we reset that compass and there are too many people that are just saying oh i'm comfortable with this you know right. let's let's just let it go because i'm making my money i've got my house my bills are paid but how did all that happen so bill the question that comes to when you say that and i'm not disagreeing with you um who's morals Who's morals? Who's morals? And who resets it? <clears throat> the government can't reset it. It has to be no. us. Yeah. The, pop, the people. we got to get back to... And who is the people, Jim? Half the country thinks you're a nut because you believe in God. Uh, therefore, anything you say is ridiculous. I think we should be able to do this. There are people, and I don't want to stray down this road, but there are people today that believe a baby can be born and it could be laying on a table while the mother decides what she wants, and they could kill that baby, and people are applauding that, that that's wonderful. And I said all along, there can be some conversation about the health of the mother and this and what that means, life and death. There can be that conversation. But to say we're going to leave it perfectly, they just voted, uh, I think it was Vermont, voted to knock down a law that said you will not give life-saving care to a baby that survives an abortion. Who are we to do anything like that? Listen, I'm glad you guys are back. There's a lot going on in this world here. We'll be back in a minute with more Chasing Justice. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. 
yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America Out Loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation, that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com, where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Right, that is, uh, what's his name? Uh, the actor that says that in that movie, uh, the 70s movie. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, guy, blonde hair guy, big star, superstar. It'll come to me. But I say that all the time because I like that opening. All right, all right, all right. I wish I came up with that. That sounds like Snagglepuss. Yeah. <laughs> what Snagglepuss say? I think it was Snaggletooth. <laughs> oh, you remember Snagglepuss? Yes, yeah, it was uh, the lion cartoon. And what did, what did he always say? I, I forget. I don't know. <laughs> I know uh, uh, Bugs Bunny, what he said. So anyway, it's good to have the, uh, some of the fellows, two-thirds of the fellows back. We miss uh, Rock and Roll Race Car Jack. Uh, Rock and Roll Race Car Jack, as, as some of you know, had a terrible tragedy in the beginning of the year. Uh, we were talking about COVID. He lost his beloved wife, Donna. Uh, she was the sweetest, wonderful woman. And uh, COVID took her. And uh, Jack is still recovering from that. He's out there. He's, uh, he's back in the race car circuit. He's, uh, he's running his car and helping his, uh, his two beautiful children to, uh, to move through life. So hopefully Jack will be here with us soon. But we do have the man of faith. Uh, Bill Dallas, and we have Jim the Contrarian. Now, Jim hasn't argued with us much this uh, time, Bill. Normally, <laughs> the sky is me. blue. It's not blue. The sky is really opaque. I, I can't argue against logic. <laughs> yeah. and until you guys become illogical, then... And also in the room, we have my father-in-law, Ted. Ted is here. Now, Ted brings up a good point, fellas. I haven't talked to these in a long time, but when Ted and I talk and we look at what's going on in the world, 
when we talked before and I said, whose morals? Ted would say to me, he would see something completely unjust going on, obviously wrong. And he'd say, why doesn't somebody put a stop to that? Why doesn't the Supreme Court come out and say, that is wrong, you can't do it? And I'm saying, that's, that's not how our system is built. The court can't make rulings on, on, on social things that are right and wrong. But I think the key, Bill, and in a recent show, what I talked about, and you're the man of faith, so I'm going to jump in here with you. What I talked about is the, the thing that has split our country into people who would take a baby from the mother, lay it on the table, and decide whether or not to kill it. Decide whether or not to give a baby who survived an abortion any medical care and vote no for that. And people who would say, no, we have to protect all this life. The thing that has created that schism between us is that they have removed God from our country. So I talked about this the other day and I said, what I see in the removal of God is that you remove all moral underpinnings. When there is no God, somebody telling you, hey, here's how people should get along, here's what's right and wrong, now you can do whatever you want. When God and the afterlife is gone, going to heaven, there's something more than this earth, then you better have a good time here if there's nothing there and do whatever you want. If that pregnancy is in a way, get rid of it. If that guy's got something you want, steal it. You know, just do whatever you have to do. And I think this is probably the biggest uh, example that I can remember, and it's going to be historical. Look, when religion has been removed from the from our lifestyle of a free people, uh, what do you think? I had um, spoken to you before about a book that I'm writing with my grandson. Um, and it's mainly because I'm looking for more things to do in retirement. It's just not that many things when you only have a very small um, area of things to pick from. Well, I have a lot of leaves in the yard. So I, to rake up some leaves. I don't need the money. I know, do it for free. <laughs> no. Um, and I'm talking about, uh, the two of us are, are talking, and I really enjoy hearing some of the things that, he, and a lot of it's silly stuff, you know, um, spacey stuff. But I'm thinking about calling the book Retiring in the Afterlife. Um, and Interesting. That's that's because there is so much, uh, so many questions that I want to ask God about, and that's going to take up all my time in the afterlife when I meet Him. <laughs> I've got so many questions, and one of them is, how can how can any human uh, have a heart to see a child? Um, killed right before their eyes. I mean, not just the decision to abort a, a child, but a, a decision to kill the child after it's born. That is horrific. That is so horrific. I, you know, I, and I get it. I've said all along, I can see that there can be, if you are a non-religious person, and they have just as much right in the country uh, as exactly. we do. They have just as much right to say, you know what? This is my body, and I don't want this. I don't want to be pregnant, and I don't believe there's a God, and I think I could do what I want. I, there's an argument to be made there. I, I don't agree with but that. But any reasonable person realizes that there's some point in that gestation period where that child becomes a functioning human being. That's when we have to have that discussion. Yes. You and I could agree that child can is a child at conception. But many people don't believe that. They don't have that same... Um, Religious underpinning. Uh, yeah, exactly. No. 
Fair enough. And it is. It's fair but enough. when that child feels pain... Right. Let me tell you something. Come on. And remember, the Constitution protects all of us. That includes... But we can all agree. And this is what where I think our politicians have gone awry. We can all agree that at some point, in, at ninth month, eighth month, seventh month, that child is protected by the United States Constitution, and that child is a human life. We can all agree on that. Right. So, why well, is this still a discussion? There's been a lot of um, uh, uh, investigations into, a lot of studies into how does the mother feel once she sees that that baby is really alive, and she sees it on the on the ultrasound on the on an ultrasound. They a change large, their mind. A large percentage of them, their hearts just melt, and 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 the wrong side of the coin is saying, well, that's why we don't want people to see it. Well, and that's true, and that's exactly why the FBI has gone after those facilities. All they're trying to do is saying, before you make this decision, just see what you're doing so that woman doesn't have that regret because it has to be a big regret. And how about the fact that those birthing centers are attacked and firebombed and gone after? And where's the FBI? They're going, you can't do that to anybody in America. Just you don't agree. Uh, How come they're not investigating We're back that? in the previous segment because this is the right. thing that scares me the most as well as election integrity. And let's right. talk about that, Joe. Okay. How about Planned Parenthood? They're the ones that, that mm -hmm. donate so much money to elections, to um, being able to continue to do what they're doing is... Uh, and that's an by idea selling body parts. Yes, that's yeah, an idea. Think, think about these things. Think, think about, about it. it. And selling that's proven. Killing a Project Veritas, the kid I think yeah. came from Rutgers yeah. that I came from. I mean, what value? This kid really, I'm proud yeah. of one thing Rutgers has done. Certainly not their football team. <laughs> one thing they've done is they, they, this kid came out of Rutgers. And, that, and they want to prosecute him. Oh, they recording they, someone instead of what the person that. just said and told the truth about. They exactly, it's one thing after another. But he's the one who actually got them on on tape saying that they're selling body parts. Yeah, really. And, and he's got one of one of the uh, agents there saying exactly how much they can get for this body part and for that body part on film. And by the way, where's the prosecution? There's no prosecution. No. It is. No, because they're, they're not it, people. It's my, it's my themselves. So you were asking a question. You said, let's talk about election um, integrity. So let's see. Elections aside, let's talk about the process. Now, I remember in, what was it, uh, 2000 when George uh, Bush was elected, and we had the hanging chads down in Florida. And what's a chad? Not a chad. Is it, it's, is it dimpled? Is it not dimpled? And, and it was this uh, crazy thing where you could fight against the election. It was righteous to say it wasn't correct. It was right to call him an illegitimate president and to say that it was wrong and this and that. And then it was right to go after Donald Trump that 
I think Hillary, the greatest among all of us, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> he's an illegitimate president. He didn't win. It was stolen. They all did it. But if anyone else says it, oh my God, uh, you're oh, on the right. You're oh, a conspiracy nut. You're, you're, you're a white supremacist. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> you're denying the election. And let's go back to that election. Yes. I don't, I will not, I, I don't know. I don't have enough facts. I just have major suspicion as to way that thing just transgressed. Right. He's up a million and a half votes in Pennsylvania, and all of a sudden, overnight, a three a.m. dump. Uh, there's a big dump, you know. So, Jim, what you're talking about there is that when there's smoke, there's fire, and if we don't know, why don't we investigate? No, why, why we're don't not we? Why don't we just not even investigate? Let's go back to the old ways. Well, because I know that the Dominion system is all software based. Yeah. Um, it's all proprietary. Nobody can go in there except if you have any passwords. And there's a woman in Colorado. Some, um, um, she was a um, uh, head of the elections of a county, and she actually came out and said, "There's something wrong with this." Right. How what about the guy that was her? testifying in the stands, and he went, "Oh yeah, I'm right," and he went right in there on the stand. He went and got in, and they said, "Well, you're not supposed to get in." He got in. Uh, exactly. And there's passwords. But how come we didn't we didn't look at that? How come nobody said, wait, wait a minute, okay, this guy won the election, okay, that's what the people said, but let's go back and let's really investigate. And my point is that this happens over and over, over. and how come come it isn't fixed now? Will it be fixed for 2024? Probably not. Why? Why don't we start tomorrow? Because they don't want it to be fixed. And that's what gives me even more suspicion. And, you know, for people like me, who were doubtful that there was something funny, uh, uh, that that election was legitimate. And although I have no conclusive evidence, well, there's a lot of people like me like that. We're not saying that Joe Biden is illegitimate. We're just saying that we saw something that's very unusual. Is it incumbent upon government to say, you know, there's 30 million people out there that are very concerned. Let's give them more confidence Let's fix the system so it works. Absolutely. Let's get rid of the Dominion platform. Because you want to have something software-based, let's go strictly back to the mechanical platforms. Let's do all of that. By the way, the dumping has to be fixed. You know, you, you che- you're, you're, all they do is check signatures. They don't check to see if you're a citizen. Now, let me ask you something. Bill, when you, when you vote, when you go in, and it's a, say it's presidential election. Do you go in and just vote for the president, or do you look at other offices in the state and decide to pick other people? We just go in. I'm voting for the president. I don't care about the rest. I'm fully do? informed by the time I go into that booth of who I'm going to vote for. So you do you only vote for the president? I no no no. So how did we get millions of votes that came in, only with Joe Biden checked off? No nobody no undercard. <laughs> Is, and this is my point. Maybe, uh, so, maybe it was totally uh, legitimate for all the people sitting in their basement taking notes about uh, Lieutenant Joe. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I'm simply saying it looks like there's uh, something up here. If it went the other way, you'd be screaming and hollering for an investigation. How can you prove it otherwise? Can you imagine come if on, three million votes just, came in in the middle of the night for Donald Trump with only him checked off on the ballot? How do they'd you be like, have, well, that's what people voted for. How do you have <laughs> like tens of thousands of more voters... Voting in an election <laughs> than the number of registered voters. Right. Well, listen, no. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to answer that question. So the other night I met a guy who does seances and he says he's going to do a group seance into like giant stadium. And I said, 
so we're going to like transport that? What did we he did this seance? And he had like 89,000 dead people. And they said, we all voted for Joe Biden. <laughs> so, so why aren't their votes legitimate? How come the dead can't vote? You're anti-dead, Jim. You're an anti. You're a hater. You hate the dead, and you don't want them to vote. All right. So let, let me let me talk about something here. I wanted to talk about ethics and morale because we said earlier, who's morality, right now? And I am fully willing to accept that not everyone thinks the way I do, and they have just as much of a legitimate point as I do and a right to express it. I may not think they're right. I may think for all the reasons that I believe what I believe, they're wrong. Well, they probably think the same thing about me. <laughs> that every You believe this God thing. You're nuts. You're right. So let me ask you this. I'm going to make the both of you police officers right now. You're Officer Jim and you're, and you're Officer Bill, right? You're cops now. You get sent to the local uh, convenience store, 7-Eleven, Circle K, whatever you've got around you. And you walk in the door and there's the owner. And he's standing there. He's got a guy by the collar. Guy's 30 years old. And he's got, he says, this guy has been in here three times this week, and he stole milk and bread. Right? So that's where the story starts. So now let's do a little background questioning. Let me ask you two a question. No trick, just a real question. And everybody at home, you answer the question too. Is it wrong to steal? Jim, is it wrong to steal? No. That's pretty contrarian. <laughs> Bill, hide your wallet. Seriously, is it wrong to steal? Of course. Bill, do you think it's wrong to steal? Absolutely. Okay, so we agree. Everybody at home, is it wrong to steal? I think everyone's going to go, yes, it's wrong to steal. So then I ask the second question. I say, is it always wrong to steal? <clears throat> Jim? Yes. Mm, good answer. Bill? It's part of the Ten Commandments. It doesn't say, do not steal sometimes. It right? says, do not okay. steal. But some stealing, here's my contrarian, some stealing can be better Justified. understood... And the punishments need to fit the crime. If a mother steals baby formula because her child doesn't have enough food. See, that's why Jim is a contrarian, but he's a genius also, because he's running ahead of my story. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to take you somewhere. This is, this is Lieutenant Joe, the teacher. So we agree that it's wrong to steal. Now, when I teach this program, this ethics program, I go out and I ask that question. Is it wrong to steal? And everybody raises their hand. It is wrong to steal. Then I say, is it always wrong to steal? And now I'll get half hands. I'll get people looking around the room. And I'm saying, now, now wait a minute. What do you mean? You're not raising your hand this time. And they're like, well, you know, it depends on the circumstances. I said, oh, so maybe we should phrase the question a little differently. So first of all, let me be clear. It's wrong to steal. And as both of you said, it is always wrong to steal. The third thing you have to add is a new question. Is it sometimes understandable people would steal? And that's where you're talking about a mother feeding her kids. So let's go back to the 7-Eleven now. And here's the owner, and he's got this guy by the shoulder, and he says, he's been in here three times this week stealing milk and bread, and I want him locked up. And you talk to the guy, officers, Officer Jim and Officer Bill, and he goes, listen, I've been out of work for six months. I'm living in that dirtbag motel over there with my wife and kids. And my kids haven't eaten in three days, and I have no money, so I took the milk and bread. What are you going to do, Jim, when you hear that story? I'm going to arrest him um, because he, this is a slippery slope. Uh, you have to arrest him. But I'll explain his predicament to the owner. And in court, when you have to show up in court, I would explain that to the judge. Very and good. hopefully okay. the judge would take that in consideration when it comes time to punishment. Correct. Bill, how about you? What would you do? 
I'd pay his tab and tell him that he's got to pay me back when he finds a job. And I would absolutely try my best to find him a job. That's outstanding, fellas. And now let me let me fill this back, fill this question. Both of you are not police officers. You've never been police officers. When I ask this question to a room full of cops, whether it's 10 cops or 400 cops, when I get to that question, I say, what would you do? Without a doubt, the huge majority is I would talk to the owner and I would reach in my pocket and I would pay for the food. Now, what you don't understand is not being cops. You don't have to arrest somebody when you see a crime. You can certainly use your discretion. You could charge him later if you had to. But to a person, all these cops, who everybody says hates everybody, these cops, I've seen them dig into their pockets and go, listen, the guy hasn't eaten, his kids haven't eaten. Matt, would you let your kids go hungry if you had no food? Would you let them go hungry? No. Right? So this is part one of our discussion about that. So we had a bright line, didn't we, when we started? It's wrong to steal. And then we said, is it always wrong? And now the line started to get wiggly. So my point is, I'm trying to compare this to talking about people who see the world differently than we do. Because now we see there's a wiggle in the line. But I see cops, the first thing they do is I would talk to the guy, to the owner, and ask him not to charge him. Number two, I would pay for the food. Overwhelming. That's whatever. And I've seen cops do it over and over. Let me, let me, let me just give you a, an example. I had a family member who was an alcoholic. She came to me. She said, I'm, I'm out of gas i got to go to work. Can you loan me $20? I said, is that what you're going to use it for? She goes, yeah. I said, okay. Uh, I'm not going to give you $20, but I'll fill your tank. Let's go to the gas station. Fill her tank. Filled her tank. And, and she said, she started crying. And she said, thanks. I wouldn't have even asked you to do that because mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed. I gave her $20 on top of that. I said, this better go for things other than alcohol. Right. I think she learned a lesson. Yeah. And you're a good person. So let's now let me finish up this example because I'm going right there. Now, still Officer Jim, Officer Bill, you've talked to the owner. You've paid for the guy's food. You're going to tell the judge he did the right thing. You're going to hope for goodness with this guy. Now you get a call. Go to Bob's liquor store. Shoplifter in custody. You go down there. There's a stone alcoholic. Harry the drunk, five DWIs, he's a stoner, he's sick, he's a sick man, he has alcohol problem, and you go in, the owner says, this guy has been stealing alcohol for two weeks, look at him, I caught him with a bottle of Jack Daniels. You going to talk to the judge, Jim, and how about this guy? No. How about you, Bill, you going to help him out? You going to pay for his uh, his booze, because he's got a problem. No, because it's totally different, totally different. Even though he has a problem. That has to yeah. be cured. Uh, so hang on a second, so one case... We have discretion, and we feel sympathy for someone who has a problem. Another guy has another problem, but a different problem, and we don't feel sympathy for that guy. Do you see how the line... Well, I have well, sympathy has, for the other guy. Yeah. One has something that's out of his control, mm -hmm. and he's do, he's making the, the best of what he can possibly do. But the other guy, who's the alcoholic, he's got options. The guy that's out of, out of a job, doesn't have food for his family, is trying to do all those things. He doesn't have that. So, yeah, it's a totally different you guys, scenario. You guys are making my point perfectly, you know, because first of all, you're both good and decent men. So therefore, you're knocking yourselves out here to try and understand the nuances of this, that, and the other thing. Remember, it's wrong to steal. It's always wrong to steal. But we do, 
have discretion as human beings and we do see the world differently than other people. And this is what I'm saying. I, I can understand that people see the world differently than me, but that doesn't mean there isn't a right and wrong. And when you take religion and God and that underpinning out of it, you throw away the right and the wrong because then who's to decide whether well, it's right and wrong? This is what's happening. You have people breaking into stores, Walmarts, uh, quick checks. Um, by the way, um, luxury stores, stealing pocketbooks, stealing TVs. High-end stores. And the people who have no moral back fiber, these are people that have no morality. Oh, oh, that because they've been... They've been afflicted for so many years. So once you start saying that stealing is not wrong for certain people, now all of a sudden you open up a floodgate of and that's all these people. By the way, the Ten Commandments says stealing is wrong, period. Right. On every case, even the guy stealing the formula Mm-hmm. You know, it's still wrong to steal. It's, it's, not still, yours. it's not your formula. Exactly. But even God had compassion on certain people. Jesus did that all the time, forgiving people and helping them. Well, I agree. I know. I totally but agree. But the guys that are going into Tiffany's and smashing the windows and doing all the smash and grab stuff, they have options. They and, don't. Right. They, there's no reason for them to do that. They're doing. To, but let me play the devil's advocate. The they've been afflicted. They've been. They've been afflicted for so many years. They've been they suppressed. They deserve this. This is. This is what's being told to us. They started that nonsense with the reparation, uh, where the government is paying a certain segment of our people uh, money. To, to um, pay off something that our ancestors did a hundred years well, but ago. Maybe your That's ancestors, Bill, because you're, you're, you're a white eagle fan, right. you're a wasp. But my ancestor <laughs> had had never. My, I mean, no. we were in Italy uh, dealing with our own problems. You were, you were busy yeah, being by in the, the arena way. with the lions. And the Romans were the chief right. enslavers. Of the, it's it's tough to go damage. way back on my end. I, I, let, me, let me try and say <laughs> both of you here as you, as you slip down this slope. The point is, is that what we're saying is that as this comes apart and we change the understanding that everyone in every group in America understands right and wrong, we raise children. We want them to do well. We want to feed our families. We want to take care. We, want to, we, we At this point, we are one family as America. And there are groups out there that don't want us to be one family. They want to keep the arguing going, keeping the fighting going. And that is part of the problem, I think, that we have. I know, I know people of every kind of race in the world, and I don't think they're different about anybody. As long as everybody's doing the same thing, we're trying to get ahead. We're trying to take care of our families. We want to be nice. I think that's really a wonderful thing but they're groups that want to separate us they want to keep us apart because that gives them power do we see that going forward Jim? absolutely that's been going on for the last 50 60 70 years the, the media has been putting us one person they've been dividing us by race they've been dividing us by religion they've been dividing us by every conceivable way they can because as long as we keep fighting each other they get more power. And that is a truism. And I've become so almost absolutely positive that that's what's happening. And that's scary. By the way, now we're talking conspiracy stuff. 
you know, cabal, you know, um, uh, um, deep state. Uh, yeah, exactly. Give me my tinfoil hat. The reality is that there's, there's, when you look at and you see what's going on, why would you keep separating everyone? Why wouldn't we talk about coming together on both sides? What do we uh, do with tinfoil hat? We have to get him another one because now the aliens are real, and that's the subject of next week's show. Because the government now has come out and said that they're real, yeah. and uh, we're actually going to see aliens soon. I think if Jim, like, remember my favorite Martian, if he popped Martian things out yeah. of his head, I would believe it. I would say, that, okay, that's why he knew all of it. Uh, I, uh, you want to know something? Well, that's our next show. That's our next show. Okay. But the bottom line here, and I appreciate you guys being here, the guys from the neighborhood. Uh, Ted, did you have a good time here being here? Yeah. That's good. See, Ted's in the background. Ted loves America out loud and, uh, and chasing justice. When we look at the things that are going on, we could all find ways to come together. There is a reasonable argument to understand everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Everyone's entitled to their own beliefs. But what are the things that bring us together as people, as a group? We are Americans. So what can we agree on as Americans so that we can all live together? How about the Constitution? Jim, that's rooted. That's rooted in um, Judeo-Christian law, because without God, there's no power to the Constitution. Beliefs. Yeah, Judeo-Christian beliefs. Uh, okay. There's a difference between beliefs and law. Okay, explain that to me. You got 15 uh, seconds. You got, <laughs> I don't know if you can do that in 15 seconds, Bill. So let me jump in and let me handle the end of the show here. Uh, there because you go. It's been great to have you guys back here. Uh, I hope everybody out there has enjoyed the guys from the neighborhood. Let's pray for Brother Jack that we get him back here soon. Yes. Uh, let's pray for Ted, who loves the show, and we like having Ted in the studio with us. So Jim the Contrarian, Giordano, and Bill, the Man of Faith, Dallas, I appreciate you guys being here. We gave you a lot to think about. And uh, remember what I say all the time. Let's get along, be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. This is Lieutenant Joe for Chasing Justice.